Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hello, everybody. Happy December 26th. Tuesday here, wrapping up the year of 2023. And speaking of wrapping, did everyone have a fantastic Christmas? I hope you all got all the gifts you wanted, both those physical ones and whatever other mental gifts. Uh, The gift of family, the gift of life, maybe a friendly encounter, maybe a new lover. Hey, maybe it's your first year single. Good riddance. Get rid of that old baggage, right, folks? Either way, Happy to be here for you on this final week of 2023. So much to get into on Bachelor Rush Hour, the morning podcast. We'll have an afternoon one, which covers a little bit more of the Bachelor news. We've got entertainment content, some feel-good stories to get you to work. Or in my case, maybe you're going to Old Navy to return all of the ugly clothes you got this year. Uh, my mom sure knows how to pick them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, uh, my mom is very charitable, but sometimes, sometimes my mom will just buy me something if she thinks it's a good discount like she might find the ugliest shirt of all time that was listed as $99 and now it's on sale for $28 and she'll be like hey it's it's uh, it's only a quarter of the original price and I'm like mom I would never wear that so luckily she knows a good gift receipt comes with the packages actually this year for Christmas (laughs) I sound so ungrateful I love my mom but this year for Christmas my wife and I decided no presents that's right now look we have plenty of expenses coming up in 20 24. We've got a baby on the way. We uh, are in the process of buying our first home. The last thing we need to do right now is exchange any sort of gifts. So we gave each other the gift of takeout food. That's right. For Christmas, we did uh, some nice takeout food. We For Christmas Eve, actually, we found this uh, amazing Indian restaurant in Pasadena and got a couple Indian dishes to go, had those Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, we actually got lunch in Santa Monica down by the beach. We uh, went and walked on the beach, uh, one of the last, I guess, beach trips until we move. Um, and uh, just amazing, like high 60s, you know, 65, 68 degrees, sunny, absolutely beautiful day, great energy, all the families out uh, hanging out on a beautiful day, just couldn't beat it. And then we went to Jameson's Bar. We went to a bar and pub for lunch, ate outside and had a nice lunch there and Chinese food for dinner. So we're really keeping it casual on this quiet before the storm, before the family really begins to multiply as it tends to do. Either way, hey, maybe maybe you're out searching for gifts at a gift shop. How about this story? A $3.99 vase bought at Goodwill in Virginia turns out to be worth over $100,000. Uh, never give up on one of those Goodwill stores. Jessica Vincent had just started surveying the shelves of a Virginia thrift store when a vase caught her eye. It was shaped like a bottle and had ribbons of color, aqua green and amethyst purple that spiraled all up its glass surface like stripes of paint. The piece looked old amongst the clutter of measuring cups, candles, and other tchotchkes. After adjusting her eyes, Vincent made out the words Murano in Italia on its base. I bought it thinking it would look beautiful in my house somewhere, said Vincent, 43, a horse trainer who paid $3.99 at a Goodwill 
outside of Richmond. I definitely didn't buy it thinking, oh, I'm going to sell this. Her thinking changed after some research, and on December 13th, the vase sold through the Wright Auction House for $107,000. The buyer, a top collector from Europe, wished to remain private. Uh, not bad, folks. A good eye for design right there. You don't always get to strike big. I tell you what, though, let's jump right into it. We're striking big with our sponsor right now. They've supported us all year long, and you need to support them. It's Microdose Gummies. You've probably heard the word microdosing, and if not, just know it's all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. And let's talk about microdosing. You know the just right feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower? When you're relaxed? focused and a little energized call it being in the zone well microdosing can help you get into that zone and stay there longer relieve anxiety pain or muscle tension boost your mood spice up your sex life do it all folks focus and creativity you can get it all done with a little microdose they do exactly what you want them to do so if you're not into weed just a tiny dose of THC could work for you and you know I'd say give it a shot if you're curious about it they come in three milligrams a bite so you can even have have half a bite, you know, uh, don't, don't, it's not like uh, those, the old days where you have a friend give you a brownie and it's hundred milligrams regulation folks to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code rush hour to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com code rush hour, microdose.com code rush hour for 30% off. All right. We got a lot to get into. Uh, so much going on here. A L- little bit of bachelor news. I'll, I'll give you a quick little update on the Clayton Eckert paternity scandal. But first remember Greer Blitzer from this past season of The Bachelor. She's explaining how hard it was to get a job after being on the show and what she has done to take matters into her own hands. This is Greer Blitzer by the name Greer Blitzer. I don't know if she's related to Wolf Blitzer. I don't know if we figured that out. Uh, But either way, I think she's a fan of our program. We'd love to get her on. I think her contract's about to expire. So maybe next time I'm in New York, I could get Greer. And I think her roommate's Davia. Davia? I think Davia from this season of Bachelor in Paradise is her roommate. Uh, So they're just uh, out there living the hot girl life in New York City. Here's what she had to say about taking matters into her own hands. The show and when the show aired, it was actually really hard to get another job. Uh, Believe it or not, people in 2023 don't want to hire individuals who went on reality TV. Rightfully so, especially the the line of work that I was working in as well, uh, which was very corporate and very relationship oriented. And any type of like media presence like that just it gets in the way of getting the work done the way it needs to be done. So I got really creative and I decided to start my own business. I kind of woke up one day and said, fuck it. Like I have a degree in marketing. I have a degree in business. I need to start using, I need to start utilizing it. And so that's what I did. Uh, and now I have my own like digital marketing agency that I do remotely. It depends on the gig, depends on the project. I might leave my apartment. Sometimes I'm in my road like today with a beat face about to like hop on a zoom for a meeting. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my life. That's how I make money these days. You know, very interesting, very entrepreneurial and everyone, look, everyone's got a different path out there, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think, opportunity is the best thing that can come from being on like a reality show. You get opportunities, you you know, to do new things, but that doesn't always work. Like remember Jason Tartik, his boss essentially said, you have to quit or something. You can't be dealing with people's million dollar investment portfolios and then going on some show where you're making out with people. Even though, you know, you should be able to do what you want. There's a lot of optics when you work for someone else. So cool to see Greer Blitzer out here doing her own thing. You know, it makes me wonder that I'm sure there's a lot of people this time of year in our audience that are considering a career shift. You know, 
we live in that world where it's just such a do-it-yourself culture. If you want to explore a new reality, just start Googling around on how you can become whatever it is you want to become. If there's a way that you can do a side hustle while you're doing your main hustle, like figure it out, folks. You know, listen, I always say this about limitations. If you give yourself a limitation due to the law of attraction, you're going to prove yourself right. If you don't think you're ready, you're going to prove yourself right. If you don't think you have the skill set, you're going to prove yourself right. If you don't think you're going to succeed, guess what, folks? You're going to prove yourself right. And if you switch that way of thinking and say, hey, why not? Let's try to do one sale. Let's try to do one commission. Let's try to do one painting. Let's write one script. Just take the leap. Take a tangible step in the right direction and see. Just give a shot and see if the world starts to conspire to help you guys out. I promise you you may be surprised. And I've got a very funny clip of Tim Allen explaining, speaking of screenplays, about the first time he read the original script of Santa Claus. Here's what he had to say on The Tonight Show. Santa slid off the roof in the original movie. What happened to him? Did I kill him? Is, is he dead? Yeah. And then I kept asking in the script, and I show up at the North Pole, and the elves didn't even seem to care. Yeah. Just, yeah. just some guy that's not fat. Get the you, gifts out of here. Was there a Mrs. Claus died too? <laughs> you ask all these questions. All these questions that no one cared. And you're like, no, it's fun. No, Tim, we're having fun. Well, the original script actually it was written by two comedians, and I shot Santa in the original script. <laughs> oh, oh I, was, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And at the point, Jeffrey Katzenberg, head of Disney, says, we're going to get you to do the movie. We're, we're going to change a few things. They go, no, no, that's the best script I've ever read. First movie ever done, so it was a Out of all the scripts. I said, we can't begin a Disney movie, Tim, with you murdering Santa Claus. <laughs> Please, no. No, and I said, why not? You kill all the parents in all your other movies, you know. <laughs> you know? Don't they? Did, so don't funny. they? Like Lion King, <laughs> boom! Bambi, they think, yeah, oh yeah, gosh, absolutely. They're, they're horrible to their people. <laughs> all right, very hey, wise words have never been spoken more accurately. All right, I got a lot to get into. I got Jason Oppenheim being sued from selling Sunset. I've got Clayton Ecker paternity scandal, and I'm going to break down that whole Simone Bile thing that's going viral right now with her uh, man. All that and more right after this. All right, I don't have too much to discuss regarding Clayton Eckert's paternity scandal, but of course the lady who accuses of him being the father of her unborn twins is now uh, taking legal action, or at least threats thereof, to several other content creators, uh, one of which I believe has received a cease and desist for a TikTok they made where they shared the, I guess, rant that Jane Doe went on on her personal Facebook, which she then deleted. uh, my thing is this, if you post something on the internet, chances are it's um, it'll be shared and it'll live on forever. Uh, but she's dry, trying her best. The email was uh, shared on the internet of Jane Doe, uh, I guess, writing a cease and desist and also a letter to TikTok's legal department trying to get that account either taken down or that post taken down, trying very hard, but so far not succeeding. Also, somebody else posted a YouTube video where they break down this Facebook rant that Jane Doe went on. I never watched it. I never watched the Facebook rant. It was mainly involving me and Jane Doe was very emotional, crying, albeit albeit everyone said she wasn't actually shedding any tears, but um, was either way definitely hurting. Whether she was making it up or telling the truth, she was hurting. I mean, I feel bad for her if she actually feels that bad, and I feel bad for her if she was making it up, because either way, it's just not a pretty scenario. And I'm, uh, you know, not taking a step back from this whatsoever, but, you know, on Christmas, I'm spending time with my family 
family and just casually looking at some things people have sent me. And, um, you know, there seems to be this uh, critical mass that has been tipped where there's enough people now deciding to talk about it. Maybe, maybe they've wanted to, I don't, it kind of feels like there's been a, um, an effort by some to take some of the pressure off of me by them sharing things online and this and that, and maybe finally understanding enough is enough. And I tell you what, it feels nice that I'm not like the lone target in all of this. I've said this all along. If more content creators had the balls or ovaries uh, to cover this in the first place, she wouldn't be able to like have her, have her sight set on just one individual person. But either way, I'm, um, you know, cool, calm and collected as very much uh, looking at this from just it feels very much like I'm a third person as I watch this whole thing play out. You know, my court date set for February 8th. And I'm like, no one knows what the end game is going to be. Uh, but there was a YouTube video that was made where a content creator, I'm not going to say their name because, you know, obviously I'm in, I'm being sued for harassment. So I'm not going to drive any extra traffic to anyone else's content revolving around this scenario. If you, if you know what I mean, uh, just because I'm, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't need any uh, extra ammo for her to say, oh, he's, he's sicking his people on me which is just not the case. You know, she seems to think I've got all of these fans and people that are out to get her. But the truth is, there's just a lot of people that, you know, think she's lying and all of that. And they're allowed to kind of uh, share their opinions on the matter. But the funny part was, uh, is that uh, I guess Jane Doe was very upset that people took her Facebook uh, video, which she made in her private uh, community, even though she made it on Facebook, which was public, which is why people got a hold of it. And she was upset that people were sharing her copywritten content. And then I guess the response from others was, well, she did this to Clayton. She took his private emails and blasted them through gossip magazines. And she, you know, uh, cherry picked information to make him look horrible. And then she shared my private Patreon uh, to make me look bad. So, you know, people go back and forth and say, you know, as much as we want to give her grace, I think she, uh, she definitely still needs to be held accountable for her actions, right? That's where I'm at, folks. And um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if any of the other TikToks and videos made about her will be taken down. I mean, eventually, if one of these goes viral, eventually, there's going to be tens, hundreds, thousands of videos made about it. And I'll tell you why, because people find it fascinating. They find it fascinating to talk about. And um, everyone's got a different opinion. And it's so confusing. Some people are calling her online, they're calling her a, like a con artist, because she's got these different traits. And other people are saying, no, it's a cluster B personality disorder. No, it's this. No, it's a attachment style issue. And it's like, and again, I don't, I don't suggest anybody use clim- clinical terms. These are just the ones that are floated out there. I think whatever the case may be, the truth is not finished being written. And we're just going to see how it all plays out. And uh, hopefully, um, if there is a bottom that is hit by anybody lying and gaslighting and all those things, if there is a bottom that is to be hit, hopefully that bottom is hit with professionals that are there to help and uh, seeking help and getting on the right medication and all these things, whatever, you know, whatever science and medicine can do to help out, I am all for that because I think what we want in the end is for people just to be the best version of themselves. And I don't see that happening right now. If, if I could offer any sort of, um, and I know this is going to be hard, but if I could offer any sort of message to the people in the Justice for Clayton community and for the people that want Jane Doe to pay and all these other things, if I could just say this, try let's all try not to stoop to any negative levels. Let's try to have as much grace as possible that there is a very 
kind of scary thing happening here. And while we want justice for Clayton, we also want some level of hope that a spark can be lit that can reignite the soul in a positive way for whatever Jane Doe might be going through. I, I truly would love, and I don't know what it is, but I would truly love a scenario where it all it becomes a lesson learned and 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 in a way to move forward. I, I know that's a lot to be asking for right now because trust me, I'm the victim of a very large legal bill due to dealing with a litigious nature and things like that. But at the same time, I just say let's try to prove grace. Let's try to prove uh, passion and and compassion and and the ability to not feed off of someone else's negative energy. Let's try to take that high road. I know, I know, I know it's not easy. Let's move on to another story. Unaccompanied six-year-old child put on wrong Spirit Airlines flight. Look, you should never let your kid fly Spirit Airlines. Nobody should fly Spirit Airlines, and that's my opinion. I'll never take a dime from them. I don't care if they want to advertise a million dollars on my channel, and they wouldn't. They're the cheapest. Now, people, I've got people that go, hey, I don't understand why you hate Spirit so much, Dave. They've been good for me. Let me say this for the people in the back. They're only as good until they cancel on you. We had a flight to go to a friend's wedding and they canceled on us about an hour before the flight. And then on the, you know, we had to book last minute tickets while we were at the airport. It was very costly. And then our flight back was canceled as well. Spirit Airlines should be trusted as, I mean, don't, just don't, don't go anywhere. It's not worth it. Book Delta, book a reputable airline. Their whole business model is like they cancel on you and all that. An accompanied six-year-old child flying on Spirit Airlines to visit his grandmother in Fort Myers, Florida was instead put on a flight to Orlando. Uh, In an emailed statement to CNN, Spirit Airlines apologized to the family saying on December 21st, a child was supposed to fly from Philly International Airport to Southwest Florida International Airport in Fort Myers. Instead, Spirit Airlines said the child was incorrectly boarded on a plane to Orlando. Hey, you got him to the same state. Listen, for Spirit Airlines, that's about as good as you're going to get is the same state. The child was always under the care and supervision of a Spirit team member, they said. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem. And as soon as we discovered the error, we took immediate steps to communicate with the family and reconnect them. I tell you what. Uh, I understand. I'm sure they booked Spirit because it was probably like a $17 flight, but you you owe more to your six-year-old son. Can we get a GoFundMe so that they never have to fly Spirit again? All right. And speaking of people that need GoFundMes, it looks like Jason Oppenheim might need a few extra bucks. He's being sued for $5 million. We'll have this story and a whole lot more right after this. Selling Sunsets, Jason Oppenheim is sued for fraud by advertising mogul who claims the reality star sold him a faulty $5 million L.A. mansion where tape and rags were used to hide serious defects, leaving him with $1.7 million in repairs. My question is this. Do you blame the realtor who sold you the home or do you blame the home inspector? I'm not really sure here. Uh, Philip Barardi claims he discovered his new home sold to him by selling Sunsets star Jason Oppenheim was riddled with problems. Oppenheim is accused of fraud and concealment in committing intentional misrepresentations while being fully aware of the home's issues. Berardi claims Oppenheim or the previous owners placed rags under a water tank to conceal a leak that had been previously noted in an inspection report. All right, so it had previously been noted. So someone hit it. I guess you have to decide, is it Jason Oppenheim or his client or whoever the hell it would be? You'd think a $5 million home wouldn't have an issue with a water tank leak or whatever the case may be. I tell you what, 
not an easy year for these real estate folks. Looking at you, Clayton Eckert, not a ba- not a good year at all. Uh, be careful who you bang. I guess that's the saying, the, or, or or who you didn't bang. The star has gained national fame with the Netflix show that revolves around his high end real estate brokerage for, firm, the Oppenheim Group, with seven seasons. So look, I mean, it could be a cash grab by the some by someone who knows that Oppenheim's worth a bunch. But looking at the photos, yeah, I mean, there's some duct tape hanging out, you know, some leaks. I don't understand how the repair car saw $1.7 million for a leaky faucet. Um, they say uh, the Barardi's court papers say he only discovered problems with the impressive cube-style home after two serious rainstorms shortly after he moved in. On the first, water leaked from the ceilings of three bedrooms. Water also pooled on a floor. A water damage company began work, but during the second storm, the same areas leaked, plus a sec. Okay, so not looking good. I guess we'll have to find out who's at fault. My guess is it settles out of court. That's just my guess. All right, so you may have heard of this little uh, story going on here. Jonathan Owens faces social media backlash over response when asked about his wife, Simone Biles. I'll tell you what, I'm not necessarily going to blindly defend the guy, but you're about to listen to him clearly having fun with a friend saying, oh, um, how, how am I, how, how's, how am I so lucky to have her? She's lucky to have me. You know, I mean, I do this all the same. My wife's clearly my better half. You can tell by how many people like photos when she's in them versus when I'm in them. If I post a photo online, no one likes it. If I post a photo with her, everyone loves the photo. It's like, we get it. She's better than I am, right? Uh, But here he is, a professional, uh, I believe, football player, right? And of course, she is one of the most decorated uh, gymnasts of all time. But you know, if you don't follow gymnastics, maybe you didn't know her. I don't know. Uh, Let's just listen to what he had to say on this podcast, and then we'll share some responses that are holding him uh, under fire here in defense of Simone. How in the hell did you pull Simone Biles? <laughs> and we said, I love this football talk, bro. I got to get yeah. to it. I'm over here rubbing my <laughs> knees. <trying to> <laughs> hey, Chad, I wanted to tell him, he's talking about being looked over. Now when the right people look at you. Yeah, that's you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How did you do that, bro? Man, it's really, really how she pulled me, man. That's the question. Oh, man. Lord Jesus. Now you with Freddie. Now it's back. <laughs> now now you listen, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Organic story, man. So. I'm uh, I'm about, I just got to Houston. I probably have been to Houston seven months. Um, I was single at the time, you know, so I'm just living, being me and myself. And COVID had just hit, and but I had just went to Arizona, and one of my boys was like, hey, man, you got to check out this app, you know? And I'm like, nah, I'll check it out. Like, what is it? It was called Raya at the time. So um, basically, it's like a dating app, but, you know, you have to go through certain, like, criteria to make sure that you're who you are. So literally, you have been on the app for a couple of days, man, and it's like, she pops up, and I'm like... Let me see who this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics, so it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know. So I'm like, okay, that's that's that's. I'll see what's up. I swiped her, and it said we match. So I'm just like, oh, okay. So I'm gonna see what's up. So I go do my workout, and I come back, and I get like, I had some likes on my Instagram, you know, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this might be. <laughs> so mind you, as we're watching this, it cuts to Simone Bile rolling her eyes. So I'm assuming she's there and listening to him tell the story. It's a very flirtatious moment for Simone and him as I'm interpreting it. Oh, you know, he, you know he's a cocky guy. Obviously, he's a professional football player that comes with a level of confidence. Uh, but at the same time, he must understand she's one of the greatest to ever do it. So I don't think he's slighting her. I think he understands she can take this sort of joking around. Again, that's just my opinion here. Okay. So I see what's up and then I still waited. I'm like, man, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till I, you know, take a shower and everything. 
Then I come back to my phone and then she messages me on the app like, hey, you know what I mean? And I'm, man, that's a man. It's got to be fake. Like, I don't know. Just I didn't know who she was at the time. But like the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, OK, she got to be good. If yeah. I promise you, I'm a, I'm a real life story. When she won the Olympics, I was in college and we didn't have NBC. We didn't have Olympic channels. And we're in camp. We're in camp. Late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to. All right, it, uh, his story lines up. So when she's competing in the, you know, in the Olympics, he's at camp. I mean, look, I d- I did football camp when I was in high school. Uh, I it, obviously not to the level of professional or college, uh, but you are literally practicing all day long. Your blood, sweat, and tears, just like she is in the gymnastics world. He's doing that in the football world. But obviously, this has pissed some people off. So here's some performer professional athletes hall of famers actually discussing the fact that how the hell did he not know who simone bile was simone bile's husband said he didn't know who she was shannon sharp when they met said he's the catch whoa, simone whoa, whoa, Biles, whoa. come on man come stop stop playing, thank you man. and that's ocho cinco ocho he said what he the who they're on this dating site for famous people it's called raya why the hell is he on there I get why she's on it. They got a dating site for famous people? Why they on there? They got Instagram and X. You know, she just can't be talking to any weirdo. Anybody. So yeah, I, yeah, I guess yeah. I guess they betted it. But the- I love hearing millionaires discuss, oh, there's this new app called Raya. First of all, uh, any you know, see, they, they go, why is he on Raya? He's not a famous football player. Like, if you're a professional athlete, you can get on Raya. I mean, if I were a single, I could be on Raya just for being a podcast host. I mean, literally, it's not the bar is not set that high. But this man to fix his mouth, to say he had no idea who Simone Biles was. Simone Biles is a global, iconic figure. This is how you know you're not the catch. When everybody refers to you as Simone Biles' husband. <laughs> Look, it's great. I love it. I love that they're roasting the guy. And yet at the same time, I believe him when he says he had no idea who she was. I believe him. Others, not so happy. We've all been here where we're all just like, googly eyes for you know a mediocre man who doesn't actually like see us as a person and it's so easy to just be like oh my goodness he can do no wrong and make a lot of excuses kind of look at that type of talk as funny or endearing he was low-key dissing her multiple times in this interview and men do this all the time if you read between the lines of this podcast interview it's just like actually sad more than anything also i'm just gonna cut right there i don't think we should read between the lines i think we should do a better job of listening to what people say that's just my opinion you know we're so busy writing dissertations about what he was thinking he just said he was in college working on his own dreams and he didn't know who she was i have to believe him it would be such a funny story to make it up i have to believe that he didn't know who she was and maybe just maybe that's why the relationship has worked so far maybe it's worked so far because he didn't put her on some wild pedestal as the greatest athlete of all time and just treated her like a human and then of course he courted her and whatever the hell went down after that i don't know i'm just maybe i'm trying to expect the good in people and not just assume they're horrible people and by all means he's not a mediocre guy he's a professional athlete just like she is i'm sure they're all laughing about this i'd love to know what you guys think we're out of time right now but i got a lot more coming to you this afternoon including a new bachelor engagement that's right folks plus we'll have more content 
as it comes to us all day long. I'll be here not just today, but all week. And Thursday, you can catch me in Huntington Beach, California at the Rec Room, a 7 p.m. show, my last stand-up show in California before I move. So come out to that if you are in the neighborhood. Bring your whole family. Link in the description below. Also, you can go to my Instagram at dneals if you want to get linked to buy tickets to that. All right, we'll be back this afternoon with more content. As always, I'm Dave Neal. This is The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.